Welcome to another episode of Leonard Looks at Life. In this episode, I'll be talking about how communications has changed and been revolutionized in my lifetime. I remember when I was a kid, we had one telephone in the house, a black rotary dial phone, and the cord didn't go very long either. And I thought it was really cool when somehow we managed to get a longer cord on the phone so that you could pick the phone up and I could carry it to my bedroom and I could have a more private conversation than I could sitting in the hallway where my whole family could hear. I also remember as a child when my father would want to make a long-distance call to my grandfather in Florida. He would pick up the phone, he would dial zero, he would tell the operator who he wanted to call, where my grandfather lived, and what the phone number was, and my dad would hang up the phone, and then a few minutes later, the phone would ring, the operator would call, tell my dad that the call was connected, and then he could go and talk to my grandfather. And I remember when I was in college, when I started college, there was one phone on the floor. You know, we had, I don't know, eight, nine rooms on the hall and one phone. So if somebody wanted to call, they had to call that number. If you wanted to use that, if you wanted to call somebody, you had to look and see that nobody was on the phone. We couldn't make long distance calls. So if I was calling home, I had to call collect. You know, it was just a, a, a different time. The instantaneousness of communication was not what it is today. One of the things that started when I was a freshman in college was, for whatever reason, it kind of seemed that nine, about 9.30 on Saturday morning was a good time for my parents to call me on that one phone on the floor or for me to call them, collect on, through that one phone on the floor. So I started talking to my parents about 9.30 on Saturday morning. That was in 1977. This last Saturday, my mom called me at 9.30. We have talked almost every Saturday at that same time. Now, if I would have had a cell phone in college, I probably wouldn't have established that much, that specific of a time that I would talk to my parents. But it is neat, and I enjoy talking to my mother uh, each Saturday morning. It's also funny that as phones do more and more, the one thing we tend to do the least on a telephone is talk to people. We search the internet, we play games, we text, we uh, Facebook, we FaceTime, which that is kind of talking. We really don't talk to people much on telephones anymore. Kind of funny that what they were invented for is the thing that they are used the least for now. Also, the cost of placing long-distance calls has gone down dramatically. It used to be that there was a per-minute charge when you had a long-distance call. So when my dad would call my grandfather in Florida, it would show up on his bill however many minutes times the rate. And if you would wait till after 9 o'clock, then the rate would go down. And I remember in my later years in college that I would call my fiancé and we would trade that we would call on Sunday nights after 9 o'clock because that's when the time was cheapest. So one week I would call her, the next week she would call me. And we were going to different schools a thousand miles apart, and we would talk once a week on Sunday nights. And it wouldn't be that long because, again, we knew that we were paying for every minute that we were talking. It was a sign of 
civilization to have a landline in your house. And over time, that evolved in my lifetime from the rotary phone to the push button dial tones to big cordless phones to small cordless phones to where now the majority of people do not even have a landline. In fact, I looked up and in 2008, 80% of U.S. households had a landline, where by 2022, less than 29% of U.S. households had have a landline. But just a few weeks ago, we finally made that decision to eliminate our landline in our house. You know, I still remember the phone number I had at my home growing up as a kid. And the phone number I've had at the house I currently live in, uh, we've had this phone number for over 20 years. I also realize the only people that call this landline anymore are, for the most part, telemarketers. One of my sons calls on a weekly basis, but it was easy enough to tell him to start calling the cell phone now. But nobody calls on this, this landline, so why do I still have it? You know, it, it's amazing that we've gone from the landline being a sign of civilization to the landline really being a sign of being kind of backwards and not up uh, on your technology anymore. You know, in 2008, there were only 20% of U.S. households were only cell phones. And in 2022, that number has increased to almost 71%. Now, the same time that we cut our landline we also cut our cable. And part of that was because it was a bundled package where we had our cable and our uh, telephone and our internet all bundled together. And so we just looked at that, looked at what we're watching and what we're doing, and we decided, you know, it's just not worth that money anymore. We can save money by switching, getting our internet through another provider, and then just eliminating this company uh, that we've had these other through this, all this other through. But that's another thing that has changed greatly in my lifetime is how we consume entertainment. You know, I remember as a kid, we didn't even have a color TV. We had a television that did not have a UHF knob on it, which doesn't mean anything to kids today. So we only had the choice of three television stations. Depending on the weather, we might be able to pick up the stations in another city. And that would double the amount of stations, but usually it was the same choices. I remember one of my best friends through grade school years, they had a television antenna that had a motor at the top. And so they could move the direction of how that antenna was pointed. And because they could do that, he could pick up the Cincinnati stations and in particular channel 19. And so I would go up to his house and we got to watch things like Speed Racer on his television in the afternoon, a show that I couldn't get. And it was just exciting to go and watch a station at somebody else's house that I couldn't get at my house. It was about seventh grade that we got a color TV and a TV that had a UHF knob. So now we could get those channels over the number 13. It wasn't until I had been married a number of years that I first subscribed to cable. And then that opened up a whole new world because now you had all these stations. You could, you know, you had 100 stations. Now, you didn't watch that many of them, but you could say that you had 100. 
but you weren't limited to just the few, you know, just one or two options. Now you had multiple options. And along that same evolution of time came the invention of first VHS and then DVDs. And so back in those days when I was growing up and when I was in high school, before even VHS was around much, if a show was on and you wanted to watch it, you had to watch it when it aired. That was the only option there was. The Wizard of Oz aired one time a year. If you wanted to see it, that's when you watched it. The Charlie Brown specials were on once. If you wanted to see them, you had to watch them at that time. So then people would talk about them. You'd go into school or work or wherever the next day, and you could talk about shows because everybody had watched that episode, or most people had watched the episode because there weren't that many choices. And I remember in high school, I had a particular friend that we would watch Monty Python's Flying Circus, and we would watch it every week, and then we would talk about it the next day in class. Or maybe we kind of reenacted it, perhaps, because I remember, I don't think it was on until 11 or 11.30 at night during a school week, but he and I would stay up and we would watch Monty Python's Flying Circus so that we could talk to each other about it the next day. When everyone can watch what they want, when they want, we lose some of that. That you say, oh yeah, I'll get around to it, or yeah, send, send me the link and I'll watch it. But back in that time, when you had to watch it when it was on, and then you could talk to somebody, or you'd talk to somebody the next day, did you see such and such? Oh, no, I didn't. Oh, well, that's too bad. Because you know, there again, the, even the regular programs that were on network TV, they wouldn't rerun an episode till the summer, uh, if then. So if you didn't see it, you just didn't see it. When VHS movies first came out, they were very expensive, and so you wouldn't buy them. You would just rent them. And so there was a whole industry that developed in renting VHS. But the options that were now unlimited, that you could go and you could rent a movie. You could record something on TV on your VHS, and then you could watch it whenever you wanted. I remember even our first VHS we had was did not have a remote. You just had to push the buttons on it. But then VHS was replaced by DVD. Now DVD has been replaced by streaming. And so we have this endless variety of options that are available to us. But at the same time, that's also fragmented society in a lot of ways. Because it used to be that if there was a, a blockbuster TV show and some of those that set records over the time or the last episode of the TV show, The Fugitive, the last episode of MASH, some special uh, miniseries like Roots, that it became something that you went into work or you went into school and you talked about because everybody watched it because there weren't that many options. So if there was some really key thing that was going on TV, people would watch it. Where now, you know, you can go into work and what you watch may not be something anybody else has watched. And I found a lot of the shows over the years that I've liked have been ones that really are not that popular. And I find I have trouble finding people that have even heard of some of the shows that I've enjoyed and watched pretty regularly over time. But it's just, you know, the world continues to change. The world continues to evolve. In many ways, it is, all, it is improvement. You know, we can now, I can take my cell phone and I don't, you know, if I move or if I'm on vacation, you can reach me. You can call that number and you can get me almost wherever I am. And that's good. 
being able to watch whatever I want. So that's nice. That gives me more control of what I'm doing and, and when I'm doing things. But at the same time, it's kind of fragmented us as a society that we don't have that commonality of of shared experiences of watching TV shows and of watching The Wizard of Oz the, the one time a year that it comes on. It's also not as easy to get away from things because people have our cell phone number. They call us. They don't know if we're on vacation. They don't know uh, that we're, we've gone somewhere. I've had, you know, bosses call me, you know, well, what are you doing today? Well, I'm on vacation, uh, you know, cause they forgot, but they just give me a call. What we recently did, we join what the trend is. We join the movement. We cut the cord. We're in the majority. We don't have a landline, and we don't subscribe to cable TV. It will save us some money, it looks like, and I think it was a wise thing to do. But it was with a little bit of uh, a little hint of nostalgia. An era in my life is over. So my advice for you today is to look at what you're spending on telecommunications and on entertainment. Do you know what you're paying? Do you know if you have a landline? Do you know what the cost of that is? Do you know what the cost of your cable is? And, and those are easier to know than as you, we kind of get sucked into these streaming services. You can pay for a whole lot of those. But know what you're paying for. Know that they fit your needs at this time in your life. Choose wisely and pay for what you need. It is great that we have the opportunity to be reached wherever. It's great that we can have cell phones, we can have smartphones. It's great that we can have streaming and have all these choices. So choose wisely as you go out there. Thank you for listening to this episode of Leonard Looks at Life. I hope you'll join me next week.